Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet, we're diving into the dynamics of what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Emerge Dynamics podcast. I am David Cusimano here with Eric Wingerger. Hey David, how's it going? Doing well, Eric. Good to be talking again. Yes, it is. Our episode count is getting into the 40s. We've covered so many topics. And today, I think we've got a really good one. They're all good. We say that every time, don't we? We do. But (laughs) we just have a lot of good things to say. (laughs) Yeah, no, but this one, David, is kind of continuing off of our last conversation where we really homing in on us as business leaders and how we can do the right things and stop doing the things that we shouldn't be doing and doing the things that we should be doing, that kind of stuff. And a lot of that was more on the tactics side of things. I think here now we need to broaden that out a bit and say, you know, what does it mean to be a leader in your organization? People have a tendency to look at people's actions and how consistent that is. You just don't realize how much as a CEO of your business, how much you have the potential to influence the business culture and the organization and the people and their minds and hearts. And if you don't, really focus on that and own that, then somebody in your business or some group is going to create the culture for you. And so if you want to set it right, then you better set it yourself, take ownership of that. And then most importantly is be very, very consistent with that. So I think that's what we want to talk about today and not just about specific task, if you will, and what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing. Right. But really, what does it mean to be a leader in the organization? Absolutely. And so, folks, for anybody who's just joining us for the first time now, this is the third episode in a series on this subject matter. We did one called, Does Email Make Managers Stupid? Our most recent one, which maybe the answer is yes. And the most recent one was how to make $5,000 per hour. It is possible. You have to be very disciplined, but you can do it. And then today, as Eric said, it's more about being a leader. And Eric, I can think of a couple of examples in my time when I was running a small business of this, just often when we start organizations or run organizations, we don't realize the impact that our words and actions can have on people. I'm thinking of two examples right now. We have to be so careful with how we carry ourselves because we speak with words, we speak with tone, we speak with body language, and all of this is communicating a rhythm and a cadence to this organization and a level of energy. You know, I can think of one time I was working with someone and I got so frustrated with him. I just let loose and I just had it. And I remember later understanding someone came to me and let me know what that did to that person, how it just destroyed them emotionally just because of the things I had said. And these are things that I wish I could take back. They're things that if I had been talking to a friend, it would have been me just venting a little frustration. We still would have been friends. But because of the role in the organization and my role and his role, it was greatly magnified. When I was a little bit frustrated, he viewed it as incredibly frustrated, right? And I can also think of examples where I said something very subtle. I was not frustrated or upset at all. 
I just said a phrase or a statement and people on my team just latched onto that and heard it and went a direction with it. And it wasn't until much later, when I was like, what's going on here? And realized, well, you told us this, right? This is how you said things. And it's so important for us as leaders. I'm sure you've got more stories than I do, yeah. Eric, of similar things. Yeah, I've made plenty of mistakes around that. And it's just, like you said, it's, you just don't realize how different it is when, as a CEO, a word is spoken or an action is taken versus someone else in the organization. It just reverberates. We talk about all the time, or we would talk about all the time when I was CEO about being a leader and that, quite frankly, everyone in the organization is a leader. Quite frankly, every individual on the planet is a leader because you have the ability to influence people around you. You have the ability to influence either positively, negatively, or neutrally, quite frankly. Sometimes just not doing something when you should be doing something. It winds up being a negative influence, if you will, but you might think of it as just being neutral on something. But really, that runs across the whole organization, every individual in your organization. But the more responsibility and authority that you have in an organization, the more that your actions in action will impact the organization. And so you just have to be keenly aware of it. I know it's, oh, that's too much pressure on me. People just need to get over it. You know, if I got this or that personality or something like that, they just need to get over it. It's like, well, maybe so, but you are, whether you like it or not, you're building a culture based on that. And your organization is highly influenced by you as an individual and how you treat others, how you speak to them. I know it was like, man, I'm just having a bad day. People will be like, what's going on? Something's bad happening, are, you know? Are we going bankrupt? Did you see, yeah. Eric? I'm just having a bad day. And you can do that to lighten things up a little bit. But you do have to realize that it is very, very important that you carry yourself in a certain way. So maybe we can unpack that a little bit, David. Yeah. On, and, what does that mean? And doing that, let's tie that in with your comments in the beginning of the episode and where I think we want to go with this episode. Because one takeaway from the things that we just shared for someone could be, oh my goodness, I've got to watch every word, right? I've got to go to school on being disciplined about say things this way, don't say them that way, right? And I'm worried we could get paralyzed with being so careful with our words that we don't ever affect any change, right? I think it's not so much that, of course, we have to be careful with our words, but I think it's more of setting myself up with the right disposition as a leader and setting ourselves up with the right relationship that I understand my relationship to the rest of the people in my organization, if that's formed in the proper way, I think the words that come out of my mouth will naturally usually be the right words. Not that I can ever just completely throw all caution away and talk like I might with some of my buddies from college or something. But if I'm there for the right reasons and for the right purpose, I'm probably going to say the right things too. No, and I think to your point there, we're not talking about, okay, well then go to some classes on proper speaking and all this other kind. No, we're not talking about that because at the end of the day, for me, one of the key things about leadership is being authentic. People need to know that this is you. It has to be natural or it'll be viewed to be contrived or people will be saying, oh yeah, well, he's like that when he's at work, but then you ought to see him at home the way he is. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, no, you need to be authentically you. However, you need to work on yourself as being the best person, being the best version of yourself first and foremost. And when you are the best version of yourself and you bring that self to the organization, that's how the organization can become 
the best version of itself. And so I'm saying, yeah, you need to change. You need to change. If you're a jerk and you think that you're okay being a jerk, that's good for you. But wait and see what the impact of that is on your organization. In the long run, won't be good for you. It won't be because your company will be a bunch of jerks. And that'll be the reputation that you get because you allow it, you portray it, and people eventually say, either that or you don't have any employees because they say, that guy's a jerk. I don't want to work for him anymore and I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one reason why people leave their company is who their manager is uh, right. and how they're being Absolutely. treated. So anyway, I think authenticity is very, very key. And so for us, rather than some contrived way of speaking or anything else like that, it's working on ourselves as being the best individuals that we can be, the best leaders in our family, and just incorporate that into our organization and treat people with respect and care and integrity and hold everybody accountable in the process and hold yourself accountable. But you do lead that process. Absolutely. It helps me to think about what am I doing here? What is my purpose in this role? What's the best version of myself in this role? And I think there could be people listening to this who are business owners and also running a business. There could be other people listening to this who are not business owners, but who have been hired to run a business. Either way, they're running the business. I would think for the business owners, and I've met some of these people before, I've met a lot of them who really see their purpose as, well, I'm here to make money and I'm here to make these people do what they need to do so that this business can be profitable so that we can make money and you can increase my wealth. I would say if that's what's going through your head when you get out of bed every morning, you really have to do a gut check on your whole existence and <laughs> and what this yeah. life is all about. That may sound harsh, but I, I think that's true. But let's take out the ownership part as well. Because even if you're an owner-manager or a manager-manager, you show up to work, you have to manage this business. And I think we're going to differentiate a little bit between leadership and management, Eric, right? But if you think about if I'm the leader of this organization, I think I heard it best a couple of years ago, there was an organization that was buying an organization that you and I had some involvement with. And I met the CEO of that organization. He had, I think, 2,000 employees. This is a good size organization. He said in a presentation to a room full of hundreds of people, says, as he's introducing himself, he says, my role is CEO. And for me, CEO stands for Chief Enabler Officer. And he said, I view my role as enabling all of you to become the best versions of yourself. That was really the best kind of simple language, but just hits to me at the point of what we're here for when we lead an organization. Yeah. And like you said, David, I remember I wasn't there when he spoke that, but as you got to know him a lot more, you could tell that that was authentic. And the way you knew it was authentic was in the way in speaking to the other people in the organization and seeing how they embraced that and how they responded, how they acted, how they managed within their business. And that's a chief indicator. Otherwise, it's like, okay, yeah, that was blustery words there. And that's that. And people don't really believe it or don't get it because it's not really true. But you saw that in the way that you interacted with the other people. And he wasn't a perfect human. I have not met such a person. I'm not perfect. I know that. What is that? Uh, but that doesn't mean we're not authentic. doesn't mean we're not trying, right? <laughs> Sorry to burst yeah. your bubble, Eric. I'm not perfect. Oh, I man, that. man. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I had, but and, I guess not. <laughs> but I think about my role here. Is my role 
to make all these people fall in line under me because I'm the chief and everyone needs to show me respect. I'm going to elevate myself over these people, right? And we hear about like very flat versus hierarchical organizations. There's the word where I'm at the top, you're at the bottom. And I think there's a lot of reasons why a leader does need to set the direction and the culture. But we need to think about, am I doing this for the purpose of my glorification and my benefit? Which in a weird way, the way the world, the natural order was created, this actually could be to our demise to think of such a thing. It could create short-term profits at the expense of other things. Or do I think I'm setting the tone of this organization, the culture of this organization for the purpose of serving this organization, for the purpose of enabling these people to become the best versions of themselves, not only for the people to become the best version of themselves, but for them to become the best version of themselves as they serve our customers and make yeah. our customers better off, right? Completely, right. almost inverted way of looking at how we approach this organization. I think this is just me. In my experiences in life, it took me a long time and a lot of pain to realize this, but I did a lot of things in my life that was around what's in it for Eric and maybe being more oblivious to others in the process and just say, hey, I've got to take care of me and I got the things that I want to do, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what life's all about. And I think our culture tells us a lot about that. But somewhere along the line, I came to a realization that time that I really feel the most satisfied in life and get the most joy out of something is actually not when I'm doing something and enjoying it for myself, but when I'm actually helping someone else enjoy something or I'm actually helping someone else accomplish something. Because I think it feeds on itself is that not only am I getting a sense of gratitude and accomplishment, but I'm getting a reward or I'm feeling good because someone else is better off as a result of that. And you're Mm -hmm. seeing their reaction to that. You're seeing their satisfaction. And it just feeds on your own gratification, if you will. And so not to be in a selfish way, that's why I'm doing it is to look for that. Mm -hmm. But it's just the sense that I believe that our true authentic selves, as far as what we're really made to be, is that. Because it's natural that when you do do that, you get the greatest satisfaction. And if you don't, if that isn't really driving or motivating, you can't see that then you're a narcissistic personality and you are not the best version of yourself. And just straight up, something needs to change in you. And if you want to be the best version of yourself, then that has to change. You have to focus not on yourself and what's in it for you, but on what's in it for others. And you know what? Time and time and time again, I have found that when you do that, it's amazing to see how well you do. In a business culture, And when you specifically turn that as a business onto serving your ultimate customer, it's amazing Mm -hmm. that when you focus on that and you really truly focus on what's best for my customer, how can I better serve them? And then you actually act upon that and build a culture around that. It's awesome to see how successful you will be, both financially and otherwise, emotionally and and everywhere. And life and society and health. Yes. (laughs) And so, Eric, what we're talking about here, folks, is essentially some of the foundations of what many people will call as servant leadership. I leave by serving. And I think we have some plans. We'll do a deeper episode on that in the future. We'll unpack that a bit deeper, what that all means and some foundations for that. But absolutely, Eric, I think that to me just ultimately, and I guess 
Step one is just acknowledging, am I a servant leader or am I a narcissistic, I guess, leader, if that's the opposite? I don't know. Is, is yeah. that the opposite? Maybe it is. Yeah. And so step one is just acknowledging that, to sit down and reflect and say, wait, I've got the wrong approach. I need to have a different approach. That's a critical step. And I can tell you from experience, that's the first step on a journey because it's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to go be a servant leader. It's another thing then to go into the thick of it, of a confusing and not predictable world and go live that perfectly. We all make mistakes. We all fall. We all have to get back up. We all have to try again. I've done it many times. I'm just trying to advance on the journey more than I regress. But that's also important, I think, for us as leaders to really say, okay, how am I doing? Do I have the right approach? If I feel I have the right approach, how am I doing? Did I live that well today? Could I have lived it better today? And the yeah. morning saying, how will I live this better? We've talked in earlier episodes about the importance of taking morning reflection time, right? This is part of that. To really say, what's my approach? Do I really have the genuine best interest in these people in mind that live that, that I act that? How did that work out? That's all part of the journey to me. And Eric, I think we talked about maybe differentiating a bit between leadership and management. I know we're kind of coming to the end of our time, but yeah. I think it's important because people confuse those a bit. Do you want to give some words on just helping people see the difference in those? I just think the distinction is managing is more about, well, let me put the guardrails up. Let me be much more focused on do this, don't do that, being very structural, say, operating right. procedures, things of that nature. Measurement, you know, metrics. Training on specific tasks, things of that nature. So you're kind of more task-oriented, if you will. And I'm not saying that you don't have to manage things. Things do have to be managed. Those are all but, good things. Right? And those are all good things, right? But leadership is different. Leadership is about relationships. And it's about setting tone. It's kind of the way that you do things as opposed to what you do. It's about the why and the how a lot more than just the what side of things and managing that. And it's about emotional intelligence. You know, we talk about that a lot and we're coming to the end of our time here. So we'll get into that a little bit more. But in order to do that, we have to be very reflective ourselves, first and foremost, because we can't lead well if we're not able to look inside ourselves and be honest with ourselves and be working on ourselves being the best version of ourselves. That's the only way that we're going to be able to lead authentically and in the right way. Absolutely. Eric, incredibly well said. Folks, you heard it from the wizard himself right there. Amazing words. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. As we come to the end of this podcast, just remember, please subscribe if you haven't yet. If you like what you're hearing here, we do our best to make this 15 to 20 minutes or so every week way more valuable than the 20 minutes you'll spend in the car or the office, wherever you are listening. So we want to give you that return on your time investment. Please subscribe to the podcast. It not only helps us, it helps you because it gives you this accountability and this guidance every week as we go forth. Well, yeah. And uh, David, if like, if, uh, we also ask everybody if they have a topic or something like that, reach out to us, man. We'd yes. love to hear it or if you've got your own experiences that you'd like to share. We'd love to have some guests. We have done That's that right. in the past and we welcome all guests. Podcast at EmergeDynamics.com is the place to reach out. Actually, we do have some guests. I think we're starting to line up in the future. We've just yep. had so much fun with some of these topic episodes. But yes, want to hear from you. Want to hear your stories, hear your emails. If you have complaints, I know we're not perfect. If you want to complain, you can do that too at podcast at EmergeDynamics.com. Just don't 
publicly give those complaints. Just put them in podcast humors <laughs> and every stop. Sorry, right. but David's <laughs> perfect. I'm not. <laughs> He's close to perfect. Join Thanks. us next time. 